Talk Recorded live. Welcome to Evolution Revolution with Alcinea. It is Thursday, May 21st, 2009. The truth of who we are can be found in our spiritual essence that exists beyond the limited dimensions of time and space. The core of spirit is love. Search within and begin to align with the infinite abundant spirit that you are and you will begin to see your life transform before you, filled with limitless love and light. Evolution Revolution is focused on offering the listeners intuitive and balanced information that fosters transformation both personally and globally, ultimately raising the consciousness on planet Earth. I'm a metaphysician, clairvoyant and clairaudient intuitive, writer, public speaker, PR and marketer, personal advisor to visionaries, leader, and spiritual teacher. Please explore more on my website at www.evolutionrevolutionradio.com or www.dulcinea'sdivinevision.com. Thank you for joining the show this evening, wherever you may be listening. Tonight on Evolution Revolution, I am honored to have an appearance from Laura Hansen, a highly respected spiritual activist, author, TV and radio personality, teacher, intuitive, and guide. With over 20 years of advanced spiritual training, her unique work has inspired tens and thousands of people through individual spiritual profiles, teaching, seminars, private coaching, speaking engagements, and the media. Laura holds BA degrees in both political philosophy and English from the University of California, Davis. Known for her humor and wisdom, Laura is a spiritual map quest, a dynamic catalyst for more than 50,000 people finding their way and changing their lives for the better. Laura's unique gift allows people to experience immediate shifts in their understanding of themselves and their lives. She carries out her service to others compassionately and with the purpose of inspiring understanding. Laura's book, Hand Me a Wrench, My Life's Out of Whack is due out early June 2009, and she'll be talking about the principles of life mechanics, a simple and powerful way to understand your life and how to live it according to your desires and no one else's. Laura's humor and insight make her a delight to listen to. She brings the discussions of the who we really are, what we're doing here, and how to be happy and down-to-earth into everyday language and offers examples we can tangibly use in our daily lives. Welcome, Laura. Thank you for joining me on Evolution Revolution this evening. Thank you, Dulcinea. It's great to be here. Wonderful. So how has your personal journey of transformation unfolded, which has then inspired you to teach and lead others to the truth of who they are through your dedicated expressions of service? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Well, I I think like all journeys um, where we we start out not really liking where we are. And in my case, um, it started when I was a pretty young kid. And there was such a disparity in my little kid mind between who I thought I was uh, and what other people perceived me to be and what my home life was like. And uh, as I went through my teen years, it just became very apparent to me that it it actually can't be possible that life should just be 
a struggle and a mystery. And I would have these little flashes of insight where I would be very calm, I would see my whole life, and I'd be very certain. And it would last a moment, and then I'd be back, you know, dealing with, you know, all the things we, we deal with. And um, I had a, a series of um, increasingly intense, uh, I, I'll call them spiritual experiences, Really, uh, I would call them <laughs> almost, uh, um, oh, you know how every once in a while you'll see, you know, big in the 70s, a streaker, you know, just run across the football field. Yes, well, yes. It was kind <laughs> of like my spirit, that me as a soul was streaking through my life, saying, hey, <laughs> you're, you're eternal. Don't worry about anything. Just keep going. We'll work it out. And... Um, until I had a very kind of big, uh, I would call, streaking episode where, as a soul, I came kind of crashing through my life and shoved everything out of the way. And in that moment, I could see the entire world of the soul, the entire spiritual world. I saw all the being all the beings around me. I saw all the thoughts that everybody had within them uh, that they had thought from their past and their present. Um, I saw the connectedness between people. And uh, I almost went nuts, but I was able to find uh, a, a training ground at the Berkeley Psychic Institute. And I've been there... Um, uh, the last 23 years, both learning as a student and teaching, uh, how to see the world of the soul and really understand the mechanics of how a soul works in the body. And uh, one of my abilities that I've developed is, um, I, I would almost call it um, um, almost forensic uh, the forensic soul, um, how you look at a microscope and you can see uh, the cells of a plant, that's what I do and what I teach is how to see the structure of the soul in our lives and how it lives and breathes and what motivates us as souls and how that is expresses through our daily life. And I believe it's it's the next frontier of personal growth, and it will close the gap between science and God or science and spirituality is understanding and recognizing that the soul has a structure and it has a specific connectivity into our thoughts and actions and emotions in our lives. Wow, that is very powerful. It's really bringing spirit up to the forefront. It's it's reminding us, uh, and this is my my mission, <laughs> my mm-hmm. entertainment for the next thirty or forty years, is just uh, presenting this uh, missing piece in in the mystery of our lives and. Of 
when we ask ourselves, why do I do that? Why do I why do I keep making that same decision? You know, why am I drawn to the same kind of guy? You know, how come I keep doing that to my daughter? Those those are questions that we ask ourselves, and many of us never get the answer. And what the the piece that's missing is the assumption. It's it, it's where we're standing when we ask the question. Is what I'm suggesting. We just move over into another place, and we ask the question as a soul, not as a body, not as a parent, not as, you know, an emotional person, but as a soul. And how to do that, there's a mechanics to it, um, just like real estate, you know, location, location, location. So it, it my goal is to um, make, yes, uh, re- remind us, remind myself that this is the soul's life we're leading. It's not a life for the body. It's a life for us as souls. And, and how to make that move, how to make that shift from where we are to that place. And that's the thing that takes time and takes patience and it takes guidance because um, we're just not used to it. it. It's been lost for quite some time. Yes, yes. And, you know, it's so fascinating how the universe aligns us with people. I must share that I, too, um, in 2005, was in a very amazing space. I was living in the redwoods of Marin County in the Bay Area, and I began to have very deep spiritual experiences that were beyond any academic training or (laughs) worldly understanding. And so I didn't know quite what to do. So, of course, I naturally... Um, attracted a book to me that was called The Pleiadian Workbook mm-hmm. by Amora Kuan Yin, and it was at a little bookstore downtown, oh, a cute little quaint town up in up in Marin County. And I went in there, and she said, I just got these books donated. I need to get rid of them. Can you just please go through them? Just take anything you want. I don't have room on my shelves. And I thought, okay, this is divine. And then I went home, read the book, and I thought, wow, this is really amazing. It had some really deep um, out-of-this-world dreams where I actually had some interaction with uh, very beautiful blue beings, that's the best word for them, and I guess apparently Pleiadians. (laughs) Pleiadians are blue usually. Yes, yes, and (laughs) it was very divine, and I went, well, now this is really amazing, but okay, God, I went to school, like I'm a a creator, I'm a very, like, give me some structure. So within, I think, two days, I was led to Asclepion, Mm -hmm. which is, is not directly linked with Berkeley Psychic Institute, but is very much related to the premises there because John had trained with Berkeley yes, Psychic uh, Institute. The, the Berkeley Psychic Institute and Asclepion, Asclepion was born out of uh, the Berkeley Psychic Institute. The founder, yes. Louis Boswick, with John Fulton, created Asclepion to house the, the healing uh, practices of the, of the seminary. And uh, uh, then um, in the mid '90s, uh, John and and the and the Berkeley Psychic Institute um, separated um, on on good terms, so they both can be freestanding and, and pursue their own goals. Yes, yes. So that was it was the closest to my home in Marin, and so I went down there and got a psychic reading, and that's where my 
past also began to receive some structure. So our li- our initiation was very parallel, though <laughs> mine much later <laughs> in 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 my process. So it was very amazing, and then that's how my journey began. So the ultimate message is that we're the truth of who we each are is to seek our spirit. And you had it your way, and I had it my way, and I'm sure our listeners had it many different ways as well. Yes. But just to demonstrate that the core of who each of us is is to return to our spiritual being. Yes, it's it's absolutely uh, for, and at different times, you know, just because uh, one person is having an increase in their awareness of themselves as a soul doesn't mean it's time for everybody. And um, each of us is, on our own uh, path of growth and awareness, and there's and and what I'm doing and what many others are doing uh, is creating the space, creating the sanctuary for people to take steps, rather than having it be an ostracizing exercise, having it be something that's scary or forbidden or um, puts you on the edge of society. It's to bring the the, the value of who we are as a soul into the center of our society and have it be completely natural and normal to have a, a soul's life at whatever level, you know, whatever place you are in your awareness. And so I have no judgment for uh, anybody who thinks differently because uh, it's all a, a process and I respect where people are um, in their in their growth and, and in their understanding of who they are, but my my goal is just to create more space so that anybody that wants to take that step has more permission to do so. Very valuable. Very actually, I would say invaluable. <laughs> I can't go without it. <laughs> so with that mission, you have a, um, a vast array of offerings, and and up and coming is a book. Mm-hmm. that you're very, very excited about, I'm sure, and as am I, and as our listeners hopefully will be as well, Hand Me a Wrench, <clears throat> My Life's Out of Whack. And in that book, you offer the principles of life's mechanics. Would you like to elaborate on what you hope for that to offer for people? Uh, this book is an introduction to life mechanics. And the I think the biggest thing for for people to that, that they grapple with is that they're not good, that they're not inherently a good person. And when we come from that place, it's very difficult to change because the soul as a, a part of God or the universal being uh, is good and it is the vibration of love. Um, so, but if we if we don't recognize that or accept it in some way, then when we look at our actions, we judge them as good or bad because we aren't coming from a place of knowing and embracing that we're inherently good. So all of our actions start to shape our opinion and our understanding of who we are and that is the first assumption that I address in the book, 
is change, uh, significant change, fundamental change in your life, if that's what you wish, isn't easy. And it's, it's, it's often not possible uh, unless you change your assumption about the value of who you are and, and the essence of who you are. So that's the first thing that I address, is that you're good and you're a soul. And no matter what you do in your life, you will remain good and you'll remain a part of God regardless of what you do. And so this book is just addressing the main assumptions. Uh, and, and then uh, at the end of each section, uh, there is an exercise to help uh, integrate or, or ex explore the concept of you know, being good and what you judge yourself for. Um, also, our motivations in our lives. Everything we do, we do for love. Everything. Because the soul is love and it wishes communication. It wishes communion with another soul. That's the main motivation. So when we look at what we do in our lives and if we're not aware of that, what will happen is we'll create relationships where we turn ourselves into a pretzel to be acceptable to that other person. Or we turn ourselves off because we don't wish to turn ourselves into a pretzel to be acceptable to someone, and we, and we don't know what else to do, so we just isolate ourselves. And what, what life mechanics is about is recognizing that your soul, that you do things for love, and then taking a look at the decisions or taking a look at the parts of your life that aren't working. And every part of your life that doesn't work, at the center of it, is a decision you made that at the time was the best idea you had. It was the best thing you could come up with at the time. Um, a classic example is, uh, you know, you're a you're a six-year-old kid, and your your parents fight all the time, and you you want them to get along. You want to be accepted. You see that they're not accepting each other. That little kid brain's thinking, well, how long is it going to be before one or both of them don't accept me? So they have this tremendous emotional turmoil in their lives at a very young age, they have to figure out, okay, I can't speak up, I, I can't fuss because I don't want them to be mad at me, but I need to, so I can't express myself, um, how do I deal with the intensity of emotion that I have? And what what some people find is that food is you know, they, they have a piece of chocolate, they have a bag of potato chips, they have candy, and they discover that, you know, the, the rush or, or, or just the energy boost of the food kind of lifts them up over the emotion, buoys them up out of it. So they, they go, okay, this is a good decision. It's the only one I can make. Food 
gets me out of pain. So every time they, you know, have that experience or, or even a flashback to that experience, they'll eat. That same kid is now 35, and she's tried every diet, you know, and nothing works. She, and it's not a matter of willpower or discipline. What is happening is she's a 35-year-old woman with a six-year-old girl inside eating to bury the pain. And so as a soul, she's not going to invalidate herself. She's not going to you know, trash herself because this is, you know, this is a step in her growth and experience about life. So what Life Mechanics says, it allows you through you know, some steps to go and find that girl you were and tell her it's okay. You found a better way to deal with it. And then bring her forward. And then take a look at what type of, how do you want to deal with something like that? Maybe you've already figured it out, and you don't know why there's this glitch in your life. So all you're doing, really, and it's kind of a lot, is you're going and you're finding a piece of yourself the soul that's still operating off a former decision. And when you hear that phrase, you know, live in the moment, well, that's great, but if there's only 50% of you in the moment and the rest of you is spread along your life in various parts of your life, in different situations, in different decisions, it's going to be tricky to really be in the moment. So that's you know, kind of that's the process is finding and and valuing your original decision in your life and understanding that it was the best thing you had at the time and that that's okay. Your eating issue is not a willpower or a value or a strength or integrity or anything. It's you still operating off of what happened to you when you were and just going back there and taking that part of you, that part of your soul out of the decision and bringing it forward into the moment. And that's a mechanical process that, is, is, that we do and that's possible to do. But you have to create a set. You have to accept a, a, a couple concepts in order for this to happen. You've got to accept that you're a soul and that all your decisions were the best decisions you could make and that you you love yourself and will never abandon yourself, which means you will keep the packaging around a decision. In a way, it's like you're not going to throw the baby out with the bathwater. So you're going to keep the the decision and the pain around it because you're, a part of you is in there and you're not going to let it go until you recognize that. So that's what this process is. It's looking at what works in your life and validating it, looking at what doesn't work and acknowledging where the original decision 
is and bringing yourself forward. And that, so that's one aspect of it, and that's what I talk about uh, in the book is um, you know, different different aspects of of that concept of you're good, you do things for love, why we make the choices we do, how we form habits, and that was the example I gave, and um, also judgment and acceptance and how that freezes us. Uh, as a soul and makes it impossible for us to grow. I think that is a very important concept at this point in human evolution. I think there's a lot of information out there, whether it's through other books or through the media or through the Internet, however people acquire the um, large amount of information that we have available to us today. But I think what makes your book quite unique is the fact that you're helping people to understand the what, the how, and the why of their experiences so that they can then optimize them in a way that's acceptable from within them, which is a completely new concept. So many concepts are like, you know, embrace the outer world. Just look at the flower and just be present with it. And, and those are all really important concepts as well. But what I like about this approach is it's really going to the core of who I am and helping me to really turn my world inside out for the better from the inside and then go into my outer edges. And again, my personal experience with you, Laura, we had done um, in December. Um, oh, was it? oh, my gosh, that was some time ago. I know. So, so, <laughs> yes, almost five, five and a half months ago. We had done in December um, a two-hour session or an hour and 20-minute session and then a follow-up and really looked into where I was at in my experience and looked at my obstacles, validated where I was... Um, of course, manifesting like how I would desire my life. And then we also looked at where I was blocked or what some things that I could do to bring in awareness to make me accountable to make better choices or more desirable choices. And it was so valuable because, of course, what you told me is you're peeling away judgment like you've been working at this your whole life and it's like an onion. Just keep it up. You're almost there. And I was like, yes, yes. <laughs> Very validating to me. And then, you know, you also taught me um, some ideas and some very gentle awareness techniques to really learn how to embrace, as you just said, that I made the best decisions that I could at certain times so those decisions no longer resonated with me. And just that allowed me that compassion and that awareness you offered allowed me to let that energy go to bring my spirit more into the current current moment or into current time from within. So very, very valuable asset as well that you have in your uh, vast array of offerings is really working with people. And you've done so much one-on-one that it's now time for you to get out in audiences and books and radio shows and TV and, and go about it that way. But people can then connect with what we experienced um, in December. And, and again, today we had a great follow-up through your book, Hand Me a Wrench, My Life's Out of Whack. And I love, I have to mention that I absolutely love Chapter 3. Um, you, the title is, You Can Go Anywhere, So Spread Out the Map. <laughs> <laughs> and that is just absolutely encapsulates what we're talking about here um, as being limitless spirits. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So that's just really, really exciting. So I also saw that you offered some great services to um, Iraqi veterans that are transitioning back into civilian life, and I just wanted to touch upon that so people could see that what you offer, as we had mentioned in your bio, is practical. It's 
for everyday people, people really looking to optimize their experience, whether they were um, just in a war-torn environment or whether they're just working through their 9-to-5, 40-hour-a-week routine looking for some spice. Well, yes, and and the other thing I'm interested in is this isn't, you know, we've separated in a way, you know, life from spirituality and kind of marginalized spirituality a little bit. But it really is everything we do is motivated by us as a soul one way or another. And... Um, Regardless of where you are in your life or what's happened to you, you can, maybe not completely, but as much as you're able to, retrieve yourself out of some pretty dark places. And um, I haven't done nearly as much as I'd wished, um, but over the years uh, I've worked with uh, war, war veterans on one of the most difficult things for them is when they come back, especially those who've been in, in intense combat, is they carry with them the, the people that you know the people that they've had to kill or that were left uh, the, the families that were left of those they had to kill. And even though they understand the reason and that it had to be done, uh, it's very, very difficult for them uh, to, to move on with their lives. And much of them as a soul is 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 back uh, with those families and with those individuals. So much of their um, experience when they come back to the States is that they really haven't come home. They're still over there. And that's a very specific reality. It is true. And what what I do with them is the same thing I do with anyone. It's just we're going to, we're retrieving from a much more intense experience and a much more difficult choice. And um, so it's, it's helping them kind of ex- both extract themselves as a soul from it, but also allow them to find compassion for themselves and for what they had to do, and look at it from a a perspective um, that allows them to heal and to move on with their lives. Because many of them can't move on because too much of them is in very intense life experiences. So the mechanics of how a soul moves is very important in helping people retrieve themselves uh, from difficult situations. Very, very important, whether it was war in the family, war at work, war in the world, war yeah. in a war-torn environment. It's We're all in that understanding of um, crises. And I know this isn't something we want to focus on, but we do create our reality. So therefore, when we create experiences we don't desire, such as challenges, why do we do that and how can we learn to maneuver that more optimally so that we can manifest and create what we do, so desire? Well, the the first thing I would say is we have to look at life experience without judgment. And there's a judgment between a good experience and a bad experience or 
or or a successful experience and a, a failure or you know this uh, desirable and undesirable and when we do that we make it difficult for ourselves to take the steps we wish to take i've been I'm very happy to say that I've created difficult experiences in my life. I would not have been able to understand aspects of myself without those experiences. And uh, every, and when I'm in the middle of those experiences, I both love it and hate it. <laughs> but, but there's a part of me that's so excited because the experience is defining me. I'm able to see what's me and what's not me. I'm able to to experience my strength as a soul, uh, just like the the trees you know, that stand are the ones that can handle the weather. They don't curse the wind. So the the first thing is taking the judgment off life experience, because what happens is you end up. Um, making choices that derail you from what you really wish to experience or how you wish to express yourself as a soul. If you make a judgment about, you know, successful life or unsuccessful life, uh, there are uh, people who are leading very, very difficult lives and they're right where they want to be. They're exactly having the experience they wish. They're having a very successful life. And when you look at them as a soul in their life, they're bright and happy and right there in communication with God. And there are others that have seemingly beautiful lives and they they are operating off concepts they don't believe in. They're disconnected from themselves. You know, so the first thing is taking the judgment off the life experience. And it's the same thing as taking the judgment off the life. So we That's, we create experiences for many different reasons. Sometimes it's, it's it's because we don't think we can make a better choice, and that comes back to if you don't think you have value, if you don't think that you're good, you won't allow yourself to see the beautiful choice. You'll only see the choices that further isolate you or further invalidate you. And that's a whole other aspect. And I think that may be what you were talking about earlier, is how we value ourselves is the foundation upon which we choose. It's it's how much we allow ourselves to see what our choices are in our lives. And the more we recognize our love for ourselves, then the more we'll use our free will, the more uh, the more choices we give ourselves. If we believe we're just one thing, we'll only give ourselves choices that validate that one thing. So how then do we release that pattern to ex- or ex- to expand our choice um, spectrum awareness? I would... Uh, I'll answer this by saying it's often not a five-minute process. I would look at it as you would, in a way, physical therapy. Because we're dealing with the body, 
there's, and even though we change very quickly as a soul, we still have to bring the awareness into our emotional body and into our mental body or into our, you know, intelligence. We still have to bring it into our physical body. So ultimately, you need to be able to see it. And you need to be able to see yourself as a soul. And that that requires some, as you said, turning your life inside out. And because there is the, the our physical body and there's also the body of the soul, which includes all of our thoughts and actions within our lives, it's getting to a place where we can quiet the body and make it, get it to a place where it can feel safe and that you're going to take care of it and nothing scary is going to happen. And then adjust where you are in your life, where you are in your, kind of the body of your soul so that you're in a place where you can have awareness of the life of, of you as a soul. And it's mechanical. So I think the the answer I'll give is anybody can do it. Just like working on a car, you you got to kind of make sure the brake is on, that you have it up on, you know, you have the wheels blocked so it doesn't roll away, that you prepare uh, your work surface, that you have on, you know, a dirty pair of jeans and goggles. You know, so there's preparation. And then you can start to understand how things work. And, you know, you might start with changing the oil and then work your way to spark plugs and rebuilding the engine. So with understanding our lives in this particular way, it's very similar. First, we have to prepare the, the space, the work surface, which is our, our physical body and uh, how, how we as a soul uh, situate ourselves in in our own life so that we can look at it without a lot of emotion, without a lot of fear, but get to a place where we can really see and and then the shifts are very quick after that. Once you see and and recognize yourself, then you can make change very quickly. But getting to that place takes some time some time. Sometimes it takes an hour, sometimes it takes three weeks, sometimes it takes a, a year. This depends on where that person is starting. Hence, it's important not to place judgment as to a time frame on a, on a spiritual or emotional process because that can then hinder the time there, or the actual clearing of, of the energy that you desire to release. Yes. Like when I in in a, let's say I work with a group and I've never met them before, uh, and I've done this many times. You, I can get them to a place fairly quickly where they can see themselves as a soul. They can see God, and they can see kind of their uh, inner life in general. Um, and they they have a great kind of burst of awareness, and it's they're inspired and it's exciting. And 
for some of those, that may last, and it may allow them to take other steps. For others, um, it, it was a moment, but there's so much in their life that is counter to that, that that moment is gone. It, it passes. It's not something that resonates, and those people, it just takes more time, and that's okay. Certainly. And, and, and usually, and, and many of those people end up being phenomenally capable and uh, just incredible um, creators in their lives, and they they just chose to have an experience up to that moment of, of tremendous difficulty um, that affected their ability to see who they are. You know, it gets covered up. So there there is a process, but it varies for each person in how long it sticks with you. I can get anybody there as long, you know, for the moment, but it's up, it's up to the situation, their personal situation, how much of it sticks. Pretty well, that is, that is an important point. Yeah. I think that, that, and also I think just to kind of relate to that, I think just for myself, I thought that I would be where I was supposed to be, which now I realize I've already arrived. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought that would happen a long, long time ago. And then in, um, naturally I've looked through to many mentors and have obviously read many books, and Louise Hay was probably my greatest inspiration because she chose a very challenging, challenging childhood and early life. And I think she she felt she broke through at age 62, if I recall reading. Mm -hmm. And I think, wow, that is so commendable because at my age, I can't imagine waiting, keep working that long. But, but at the same token, it's, it's perfectly, um, it will arrive perfectly when it's supposed to be. So it, there are people who, who do have success who persevere and persevere. I mean, 62 years of persevering, and if you read her books, you know it was pure perseverance. <laughs> and then there's this breakthrough, and then like you said, it gets easier. It's like you cleared the uh, contrast or the opposite, the fear, and then the love can pour forth. It can flow. There's, the, um, there's a natural receptivity within the uh, individual's energy field that will allow the love to flow, whereas prior to that, there were obstacles that had to be addressed <laughs> or bases that needed to be stopped upon. Yes, it's, I would say it's, it's similar to driving the car from outside, w reaching your hands in, you know, to try and steer versus being in the driver's seat driving. Yes. And, and until the person clears enough out of the way, uh, enough of their past choices that that drive their life. You know, they have to clear enough of those away so that they can actually take control of their lives again. But it's completely fine and important to recognize that a life is completely driven by past choices. And they have very little control and very little ability to change. It's, and once you realize that, say, okay, this is you know, this is where I'm at. All right, let's start going back and and uh, making new decisions and and gathering gathering uh, myself up from the past. It just takes some time, but so what? <laughs> and we have lots of time. <laughs> and and an, and a wonderful tool is your upcoming book, Hand Me a Wrench: My Life's Out of Whack. 
that can assist people on that process. I would also like to let them know they can explore you on the web at www.revlaurahanson.com. Again, that's www.revlaurahanson.com. And of course, you can link up to her website link through the Evolution Revolution homepage at www.evolutionrevolutionradio.com. And you know, I'd like to talk about your website for a brief moment. You have a really fun website. I I absolutely love the top, and I love your signature, and the vibe is great. So, uh, well, it'll be changing no. again soon, as all websites do. But thank uh, you very a, much. Yes, I always tell people it's a work in process. And a lady goes, I finally feel so understood. I'm like, yeah, I had to learn that. It took me three months. I thought this would be done. <laughs> so, so, but it does look very great. And you have some great um, subscriptions that you can, um, you can have daily insight or your blog so people can subscribe to that and enter their email address. I also like the daily insights feature that you actually have up on your website. That's some ideas of a spiritual hello for every day, and you offer some very simple phrases that will allow people to bring in the energy that they need at any given moment. Um, and of course, there's a seven-day plan, but you know that's just a, a glimpse of what you offer. And then there's also some coaching and mentoring available. There's a, a ton of information up on here. You have your calendar that will be coming soon. And I, I really love how you're supporting leaders as well. That's a really cool, um, unique yeah. section. Important, important. So I'll mention that you're working on three programs, the Global Humanitarian Net Program, the Dimensions in Scientific Discovery, and Spiritual Activism. So anybody interested in more information about those, please feel free to go to www.revlaurahanson.com. You can look under supporting leaders. So very, very exciting. We'll have to stay in touch and see how everything evolves here. And and actually, uh, the daily insights. Uh, I compiled 150 of these among the 365 or so of them into a book, and that'll be coming out sometime this summer as well. And uh, it's. Um, Actually, it was a, a demand from a lot of my subscribers to because they were tired of printing the book out. Printing oh. out each, they would print out each inside and then put they and then finally, you know, they said, "Will you please just make a book for us?" Can so, you compile these and yeah, bind them? <laughs> I would get requests. I would like the last month's daily insights, and I'd say, "Okay, you know." Oh, that's exciting. Yay. Well, that's fun. You'll, I, I look forward to um, receiving that as well. I am definitely one of those individuals who appreciates something that I can pick up, open it randomly, and receive the message exactly yeah. as I need it. I kind of like that mystery or that synchronicity. That's exactly how it will be. Yep, that's, it, yeah. I am in full support of that. <laughs> <laughs> so it's very, very exciting. So overall, what are some ways that you recommend people begin to align with their spirit? Maybe what are the first, what are some, I don't know, three three different ways that you recommend people begin to align with their spirit, and I'll kind of lead us into, I know earlier today we discussed dancing, so I'll kind of just start with that idea. <laughs> for myself, that okay. was true for me. <laughs> well, the first thing that comes to mind, and there are many ways, the first thing that comes to mind is uh, paying attention to what your dreams of your life really are. Because those dreams 
those visions, those fantasies, if you want to call them that, are, for the most part, you as a soul talking to yourself, saying, this is what our life is supposed to be. This is the life that I'm here to live. So the soul keeps talking through, you know, the mind, through the emotions, um, saying, this is where we're headed. And what the soul is doing is, is trying to speak between our judgments, to speak between uh, our fears and uh, decisions we've made that limit us, to just say, hey, all that is, it doesn't matter. That's not our truth. Our truth is, you, is I'm, we're going to sing. Or you're, you know, you're going to have a great family. So being aware of those types of thoughts, that's you as a soul. Saying hello through all the fears and judgments of your, of your past, of, of your um, value of yourself, and saying, no, this is where we're headed. This is where we're going. And we're very patient as souls. And um, we'll go an entire lifetime and not ever come close to living our dream at all. And it's okay. We're going to try it again next time. So that is the biggest thing. The other thing is give yourself time to just be quiet and enjoy nature without a consideration of schedule, or, you know, having anybody else around or anything else you're doing. And just give yourself some quiet time out on the grass or by a tree or by the ocean, something. And that will allow your body to release, let go of worries, um, uh, problems, and give you space, give you a crack for you as a soul to come through and, and say hello and say, okay, let's make a change in our lives. Most most often when people come back from that type of vacation or experience, they change their life. And they do it because they gave their, themselves some distance from the, the influences on their daily life to have a moment with just themselves as a soul and wait for that, you know, a crack in the concrete to come through and get that communication. So the more we can create moments where we can hear ourselves rather than hearing everything coming at us and everything from the past, it's a good day, very good day. I think that's some great advice. Somebody told me once in my very most darkest moment (laughs) that we receive glimpses of truth between the illusions. And I think that just made such perfect sense that now I'm okay with that. (laughs) And I think that that's what um, a message we've brought through tonight is that there is no time, there's no need to judge, and just to be willing to embrace the truth and the love and the fact that, as you've mentioned several times, that you're a soul and that you are love and that you're good. And then those simple concepts, which are so powerful, 
can begin to work and integrate themselves as each one of us is ready. Yes, I agree. (laughs) Beautiful, beautiful. Freedom from within can arrive the moment that you embrace the truth of who you are, which is an infinite eternal spirit. Allowing yourself to align with your higher truth can foster a new, higher experience and beckon miraculous possibilities to co-create a most desirable experience with the Creator. Choice and understanding are key elements to expand and catalyze the spiritual transformation process from within. Embrace the infinite choices available to you in your life today and begin to co-create with the limitless universe your very desired experience. And of course, expect the miraculous. Next week on May 28th, 2009, creative expert and consultant Whitney Frey will offer her well-rounded expertise as we delve into her book, The Artist Within, A Guide to Becoming Creatively Fit. On June 4th, Barbara Hanclow will return with her divine wisdom and multidimensional teachings that are highly integrative based upon her several books to include The Mayan Code, Alchemy of Nine Dimensions, and The Pleiadian Agenda. Be sure to join us with Barbara's latest insights into the current paradigm shift of consciousness, forecasts, and astrological predictions. Coming up on June 11th, we'll be speaking with Stephen Asma, and on June 18th, we'll be having Scott Bloom appear. On June 25th, Matt Zoe will be making his appearance, and coming up on July 9th, we'll be speaking once again with Dr. Stephen Farmer. On July 16th, Sharon Jeffers will be here, and on July 23rd, Margie Worrell will be making her appearance. On July 30th, Michael Tamora will be returning, and on August 13th, Dr. Denise Baudet. Coming up on August 27th, Dr. David Bertelli will be back, and on September 10th, Peggy McCall. And on September 17th, Jeff Brown will be back with his new re-release of Soul Shaping. Very exciting. You can purchase all the author's books featured on Evolution Revolution at www.amazon.com or link up to their individual websites through the Evolution Revolution homepage at www.evolutionrevolutionradio.com. Please join me in the upcoming weeks on the Revolutionary Independent production of Evolution Revolution Radio for some exciting guests and uplifting inspiration, which can be further explored under the upcoming guest section on the home page. Additionally, please explore the Evolution Revolution archive shows with inspirational authors that can be found on the Evolution Revolution homepage the Radio Archives 2007 and 2008 tab, and the Radio Archives 2009 tab within the website. And, of course, all episodes of Evolution Revolution are available in the iTunes store for free by searching Evolution Revolution Podcast or simply Dulcinea. The archive shows are available 24 hours a day to listen to or for downloading at no charge and include amazing talents such as Patricia Bish, Lee Gerds, Dr. Amiko Swamy, Neil Donald Walsh, Barbara Marks Hubbard, Dr. Eric Pearl, Ariel Ford, Peggy McCall, Richard Lawrence, Robert Friedman, Alan R. Sieri, Gary Zukoff and Linda Francis, Charles Virtue, David Robert Ord, and more. Please share Evolution Revolution with others who may desire to join us in the future for an enlightening experience. I'm a metaphysical teacher, healer, and spiritual counselor who offers clairvoyant readings and teleclasses 
via phone, allowing me to connect with people anywhere. Please visit my website under the Services and Events page, which includes client testimonials and a wealth of information. A divine and spiritually enlightening experience awaits you. Also, please be sure to explore the new audio feature called Voices of Change at www.evolutionrevolutionradio.com under the Voices of Change tab. Voices of Change offers a unique expression of divine talent and wisdom that has the potential to expand, enlighten, and catalyze universal consciousness into the ever-present, abundant, infinite, and limitless realms. Be sure to explore the exciting 20-minute audio excerpts that are ready for listening to include Joylena Goodings, Marla Martinson, and Suzanne Northrop. Co-create with Evolution Revolution. We are seeking partners to help Evolution Revolution evolve and expand to even more people across the globe. If you're interested in partnering and supporting the rapid development of Evolution Revolution, please explore the Evolution Revolution tab. I look forward to hearing from you about the infinite possibilities to co-create in the highest light and with the grandest intentions. Thank you for joining Evolution Revolution this evening with my honored guest, Laura Hansen. Thank you, Laura, for everything, your expertise, your time, your wisdom. <laughs> We're so happy we, we had you here this hour. Thank you. It was an absolute pleasure, Dulcinea. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Please keep us in the loop, and as your Daily Insights um, books comes out, please be sure to let us know. We'd love to have you back or on Voices of Change as well. Absolutely. <laughs> Thank you. Great. Much gratitude to you for listening and supporting the revolutionary independent production of Evolution Revolution Radio. I wish each of you an abundance of heavenly love, including peace, joy, and gratitude, today and always. Abundant miracles. Good night.